An NFL insider thinks Matthew Stafford will retire after this season. What's up with Cooper Cup? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Rambly? And welcome to the episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you have not yet, we're getting so close to 10,000 subscribers. We really appreciate if you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button. Let us know what do you predict for the future with Matthew Stafford? What should Matthew Stafford do? Let us know down below. My name is Doug McKay. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. SI, Dodgers Nation, 24-7 sports. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers, the people champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. And just a reminder that today's episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Now, today's episode, we're looking at the state of the big three for your Los Angeles Rams, A.D. Cooper Cup. But we're going to start with Matthew Stafford. Now, Travis, ESPN. They put out a story today by Seth Wickersham where he made predictions about some of the current players. And he said, to be clear, I have no inside information, but I watched how ready and optimistic Stafford was during the Rams training camp in his season. While a known rebuild has been brutal, it's the second straight season which has gotten beat up every week too, taking a sack on 7.5% of his dropbacks since the start of the 2022 season. He has banked in the neighborhood of $300 million during his career. He has won a Super Bowl and has numbers that will merit serious can consideration. So factoring all that, my prediction is that Stafford calls it a career after the season. So he's predicting that Stafford, his days could be done in the horns after this year. It's an interesting idea, and when you you know you you look at what he talked about, and I, I just want to I looked it up this morning that Matthew Stafford, according to Spotrack, has made three hundred and twenty three million dollars. That's bet. a lot. <laughs> that that that's enough, right? That that's enough to make sure that your wife and your daughters and whatever sons and daughters they may have, and then those sons and daughters may have that. You're good. You took care of everybody. And then for that, yeah. So for that guacamole at Chipotle, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's like like Joe Rogan said, there any any money past the you order the second appetizer without thinking about it is all the same. I'm I'm kind of with them on that. But once you can do that, it's like, yeah, bring bring me both the calamari and the cheese sticks. We're good, right? And he's got the second appetizer money. Um yeah, I look. Football is hard. Football is dangerous. Football is painful. He has won a Super Bowl. He has done. He answered the question that I think maybe was hanging over Matthew Stafford's head in Detroit, which is, hey, what if you gave him a really good team and a really good coach? What would it look like? Well, what it looks like is a Super Bowl championship. And they did it. And they did it because of him. 
It wasn't just he was there and it happened. They won because of him. And I think everybody knows that that's why they won the Super Bowl. So I don't know if he'll leave or not. I hope that he does not. But if he decided to walk away with the money that he has, with the accomplishments that he's um, been able to put on his shelf, I would not be stunned. I think that he's entered that point of his career where if he decided to walk away at any point in it, you wouldn't be able to knock me over with a feather. Yeah, I think you bring up so many points that are relevant as far as he's a made man. He has yeah. nothing to prove. He's a Super Bowl champion. He shook that rep from his Detroit days where he couldn't win with a team that had weapons on a big stage. He's proven that. He's putting that behind him. He's beating the video game on story mode. He's just exploring the map for fun at this point, right? <laughs> he has nothing to prove at all. We understand that. Now, I do want to point out, I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but Matthew Stafford did appear on Pat McAfee's show today, and he said that he enjoys football too much to consider hanging it up. So it does sound like he does want to continue his career. I think he will. Matthew Stafford, he just feels like one of those guys who loves to ball. He loves to go out I there and compete. He loves the sport. And once you're gone, you're pretty much gone, right? And I think from the Rams' standpoint, moving forward, as far as the quarterback position, I still think that he has something left in the tank. Now, kind of diving into where he's at, it's been very interesting. I mean, you look at that 2021 season, it was a dream season. I mean, you had that three-game losing streak. There were some downtimes. But for the most part, Stafford was incredible. 41 touchdown passes in the regular season, nine more in the playoffs. And everyone says, okay, Jared got this, Jared got that, the year he's having now. I always look back and say, look, the problem with the Rams there was not that they traded for Matthew Stafford because that was mission accomplished. It was why didn't they do it sooner? Should try to get him in 2016. You might have two or three Super Bowls with Stafford, right? So it's not just the fact that they won the Super Bowl. I say it's the fact that it's those final drives. I mean, those game-winning drives in the clutch. It was Matthew Clutchford, right? I mean, he's someone that came through on the game's biggest stage. I would do it again, again, again. The only question is, can you get back to that stage at his current state? I'm still not judging him until I see him playing behind a competent offensive line with a complement of weapons that are consistently there, a run game, and a defense with more talent. Yeah, I think that's it, right? I think it's where those two timelines intersect is the answer to this question, which is, his timeline, how much longer do you want to be in pain? How much longer do you want to have to go through and deal with the things that you have to deal with as an NFL player, especially an NFL quarterback, because it is painful. You do get hurt. We know Ortiz dealing with a hip thing. We know that he's dealing with a thumb thing. We know last year he had a neck contusion, which sounds absolutely awful. That, that How much longer do you want to do that relative to when is the team going to be Super Bowl caliber good again? And if we're being perfectly honest, Doug, this team's a ways away from that. This team is not close to competing for a Super Bowl. In the, it's certainly not this year. And I even think next year, if they're able to jump to the front of the line again, that would probably be a little bit ahead of schedule. I think it's probably at least a couple of years away. To your point, you got to rebuild the offensive line. You got to add a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. I do think that they have some weapons in Puka, uh, young weapons in Puka. You know, we'll talk about Cooper Cup coming up in a little bit. So there's a question mark there. But I don't know that those two timelines intersect anymore. I think that him still being able to be the guy that I think we both think he is, which is one of the better guys at that position, how much longer is he that before the Rams are good? I don't know if they cross again. Yeah, that's really the million-dollar question right now with this 
franchises, the direction they go. And that really is always the conflict for a lot of teams, right? Look at the Lakers with LeBron James. You won the title. Can you get back to another title at his current state? Because look, father time is pretty much undefeated. undefeated. I know Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, they had something to say about that. Same with LeBron James, some of these great athletes. And look, we've seen quarterbacks have success in their later years. And I wouldn't rule that out with Stafford in this case, but it's starting to get concerning when you consider that we're almost a full season, right, of games since that 2021 run, and he really hasn't put up his best numbers. All that isn't his fault. I still look at where they're at as far as their rebuild, their remodel, whatever they want to call it. And if you truly want to maximize what you have from Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and some of these resources next year with over $50 million to spend, you got the dead money gone with the $75 million this year, they're going to be in a really good spot. First, first round pick since 2016. They're going to be able to reload. If they want to push all the chips in one more time, you can still do it with Matthew Stafford. You, you you can, but it's a much riskier bet than it was a few years ago, right? Yeah. It, it's it's a much riskier bet because, like you just said, and like Rams fans have seen, he he's got a lot of miles. He's had a lot of injuries, and look, he's a tough guy. No one has ever questioned his toughness, but at some point, you just don't want to get hit anymore, right? You just don't want to get smacked around. And we'll go back to the thing that we talked about right off the gym. Dude's got $327 million in the bank. You'd want to go spend some of that money, enjoy some of that money at some point uh, if you can. Now, he's a competitor. He's a great quarterback. I think that he'll, he'll he's going to be a, a very difficult guy to get off that football field, but I also think he wants to win. I don't know if he just wants to go out there and collect a check at this point, and I don't know if the Rams give him a chance to win in the short term. Maybe next, Maybe the year after next year, but... That's asking a lot, and you're and by the, and I know we're going to get into this coming up. It's asking a lot at Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup too that I don't know if they're going to be able to give. Yeah, you're right. I think the fact you point out three hundred million dollars. I know the people out there will say, "Oh, he has ninety million dollars, ninety million reasons why he wants to continue his career." Makes sure. me remember what Sandy Koufax said at his retirement press conference. Why do I say that? Like I was there that day. I don't know why, but <laughs> I mean when he talked about, "Hey, if you could." So if someone said that you could have you spend all the money on the world to have the use of your arm, would you do that? He said the answer was yes. So at some point it becomes about your health and not about the money. So I definitely think that's a valid point. We're talking about spinal cord contusions, concussions, the hip, the thumb. He looks like he's banged up out there, but still. I know this guy's hard. You know, he wants to play. And there's a little more layers to this. That I think we need to dive into in our next topic because lots to get into the future of the quarterback position here with the Los Angeles Rams. That's coming up next. Here on Locked on Rams. It's absolutely ridiculous how much fun I'm having playing prize picks every single night. It, it's just, it's so much fun. It's the best fun I've had playing daily fantasy sports ever, really. Because, and I was telling DMAC about this before we started <laughs> recording the pod. It's super easy to do, right? You can take as few as two players. You pick more or less on their stat projections and that's it. And if you hit them, you win, right? If you hit six, you win 25 times your money. That's what they're doing at Price Picks every single day. And Price Picks offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with that injury insurance. It is so much fun. Last night, I took Giannis and the Moore, smashed it. I took Buddy Heald in the Moore, and he 
just missed. Anyway, buddy, we'll get them next time. Here's how you can play. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use that code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Let me give it to you again. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that same code locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N NFL, for a first deposit match of up to $100. And we also spend a lot of time together talking about a lot of different things on this podcast. And we figure we get fired up about wins, we get depressed about the losses, who starts, who sits. And I'm thankful that everybody listens every single day. And today, talk about something a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a full one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means, right? Being on extended travel, being on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue, you're covered, right? You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, Revitio, all of those prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. If you go online right now at jacemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com, you can receive a 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. So thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. Ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. Also ordered an antibiotic kit, and now I feel secure. Prices are lower than typical pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. So if you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On for $20 off of your purchase, jacemedical.com. And we're off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We always want to send a special shout out to all of our everyday listeners. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode, all the comments. Definitely appreciate those. And if you can want to join the Everyday Listeners Club too, membership is 100% free and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in a second segment, we're going to pick up the conversation on Matthew Stafford, dive a little bit into the weeds on where he currently is as a player. Now, like the ESPN article put it out, it's the pressure has been an issue, right? The sacks oh, yeah. has been banged up, playing behind a bad offensive line. It really just the production has fallen off. Since the start of the 2022 season up until now, he's gone 6-11, and 11, 18 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. He's completed 372 of 581 passes, a 64% completion percentage, over 4 the 100 yards passing, but he's only thrown multiple touchdown passes in three of his last 17 games. In the 2021 season, he threw multiple touchdown passes in 13 of those 17 games. There have been times when he's looked like the Stafford of old, but there's also been times we look like the old Stafford. I think it's really about getting him back to being that quarterback that we saw in 2021, or at least getting him back to being 80 or 90% of that guy. It, look, I, I'm going to go back to when the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl those two times, right? The, the Eli Manning Patriots. We talk about, you know, Eli beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. We all remember the helmet catch and all of this other stuff. And, and it was it was great. The, the, the throw to Mario Manningham down the left side. Great. The reason that the Giants beat the 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 the, the, the uh, Pats in the Super Bowl those couple of times is because they got pressure on Tom Brady. They had Osi Uminiori, you had Justin Tuck, you had Mike, you had all of these guys that were able to put pressure on Tom Brady. No one is good under pressure. It doesn't work, right? The very best quarterback to ever play the position, Tom Brady, 
could not overcome pressure. It's impossible. It's too hard. It's hard without pressure. So when you add pressure on the quarterback, especially you add pressure on a quarterback who's a little bit older, who might not be able to move quite as well as he might have been able to do it five years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago, it's a losing recipe. The Rams allow a ton of pressure. Matthew Stafford is a pocket quarterback. This isn't Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen who, when you know, when stuff breaks down, they're gone. They're out of there. He's sitting there. He takes shots. He, he gets hit. That this is the problem, that this is not a, hey, he's getting older, which he is. Hey, he's getting more hurt, which he is. It's those two things happen, happening simultaneously with him experiencing more pressure than he did two years ago. Two years ago with Andrew Whitworth and the gang, that was a pretty darn good offensive line. He had a lot of time to go ahead and do what Matthew Stafford can do, which is throw multiple touchdown passes. Since then, he hasn't. They, 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 this all goes together. He's older, he's more injury prone, and the offensive line has gotten exponentially worse. I don't think that if you put a good offensive line behind him, he's still getting hit like that, that he's still performing like that. I think the performance goes right back up to where it was, but I don't think this has nearly as much to do with the quarterback as it has to do with the five guys trying to protect the quarterback. Exactly. It's like, don't tell me he's washed until he gets everything he needs to be successful. And yes, if he was more mobile, maybe this wouldn't Different. be that much of an issue. But what he has from an arm standpoint, an elite arm standpoint, there's a lot of quarterbacks that would sacrifice some of their mobility for what he can do with his arm. He's I don't like to throw out this special label to a lot of people and a lot of players, but his arm is special. He's one of the great arms in the history of this game. Top 10, in, in my opinion. But as you mentioned, the fact that they had a great offensive line in 2021 you had wit you had corbett you had a lot of pieces that kept him upright and look let's be honest outside of probably steve avila dotson havenstein even has fallen off this season as well outside of those two most of these guys are rotational offensive line at best for teams around the league right i mean they they went from he went from flying basically private or first class in 2020. Now it's the Spirit Airlines, right, in the last two years of offensive line. So how can you expect anything else? Then on top of that, you're missing Cooper Cup for the first four games. If it weren't for Puka Nakua being an absolute diamond in the rough, you would really have minimal weapons to start this season. So I don't think that he's been given all the necessary resources to be successful at this stage of his career, at his advanced age as far as quarterbacks go. Nobody could. The, 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 the only person that could maybe, not, I don't want to say thrive, but maybe survive is a quarterback that has an incredible ability to run with the football. Like think super young Lamar Jackson, and even current Lamar Jackson for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a guy that's that fast, that that's athletic, that is that good of a runner that, okay, you know, it, it broke, play's not there, I got a guy in my face, I'm gone. Well, it, how many Lamar Jacksons are there? There's one. Right. That there's only really there. No one can play football like that, really. And certainly an older player like Stafford can't do it. Um, it, It's 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 the only way that they can win. Right. Is if he's nearly perfect and the circumstances don't allow for perfection. And I think that's why they're three and six. I think that's why, uh, you know, trying to forecast what's coming up in the second half of the season is not particularly bright. I think like we've talked about a lot this offseason draft money free agency, all the things that you can change, you can speed that up a little bit. The question is, can you speed it up enough? For sure, 100%. I think that really the key here is you look at that contract, we can talk about trades, you can talk about moving off of Stafford. The reality is if he continues to play 
because of his contract, he's going to be here for at least the next season, right? And yeah. I think if you want to build through the draft, find a way to get a left tackle, build that offensive line, solidify that offensive line through free agency, you build those pieces. And then if you even draft a quarterback, let's say in the second round, then you have that offensive line in place. So then he's not getting banged up when he gets the opportunity following Matthew Stafford. So I still think that this all signals you got to fix that offensive line. You don't have a left tackle. You're going to be left out. We've seen this organization, Orlando Pace. You see Whitworth. I mean, they don't win Super Bowls unless they figure out that position. So I still think that this really is a tell that you need to figure that out in the draft. And I still think that Matthew Stafford is going to play. I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. I don't think he's going to retire. If he retired, be an interesting situation with the dead cap. You got the whole Barry Sanders rule. We had to have an arbitrary talk about the signing bonus. He gets complicated <laughs> like that, but he can't go out sad, right? Sure. He can. <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, know. Yeah. I, Look, I let's say that this ends, this season ends the way that we think it might, right? With the Rams having a top five pick, top six pick. There's going to be a chance to take a quarterback in the top six because, you know, Houston, who has, you know, a high pick, uh, Chicago, you know, they get Carolina's pick. There's, there's maybe a scenario where all the quarterbacks don't come off the board in the first handful of picks along the way. So you may get one. I don't have a huge problem with taking a quarterback and having Matthew Stafford and having a guy watch for a year. I know that's kind of an antiquated way of doing it, but you know who you know did that most recently? Patrick Mahomes. He watched for a year. You know, Alex Smith was the quarterback, and they watched for a whole year, and then they knew what they had, and then when it was time to put him in there, they put him in there, and Alex Smith moved along. I don't know if that's not a, a, a good plan for the Rams. Obviously, the other pieces need to come along. They do have a full complement of picks. They do have a lot of money to spend. But I, I think that you can do both things at the same time. You can't do it for five years, but you could do it for one. And, and I think that that's something to, to look at. If the player that you want at the quarterback position is available to you, take them. Doesn't mean that you have to move on from Matthew Stafford. It means you have to move on from him sooner than later, but not immediately. 100%. Now, if Stafford does retire, for me, his legacy in L.A. is he was the biggest piece of that Super Bowl puzzle. Oh, yeah. You had Project L.A. Rams Super Bowl. You saw the final drive. He goes 7 for 11, 57 yards. It was incredible. The no-look no pass, one of the yeah. most iconic, if not the most iconic moments in Rams Super Bowl history, Rams franchise history. You can never take that Super Bowl away from Matthew Stafford. There's a lot of revisionist history, a lot of frustration from Rams fans right now, but let's not forget how incredible that moment was. For sure. No, look, they won. The banner's there. He was the re Not only the Super Bowl, everything you said, DMAC, is spot on. They don't win the NFC Championship game without him. They don't beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without him. They don't do any of those things there without him because he was the difference. Him and Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, that little three-headed monster, they were the reason it got done. And if Cup was there and Donald was there and Jared Goff was there, they don't win. They win because Matthew Stafford was there. And, and I think that Rams fans understand, look, it stinks to lose. It stinks to have a five-win season last year. It stinks to have another three, four, five, six-win season that's coming this year. But you got one. It's not ancient history. And the guys that put it together are the guys that are going to put together the next one. Yeah, if they literally had two more losing seasons with Matthew Stafford, I would still sign up for that deal. I mean, what? I think so too. Give me a Super Bowl every decade. That's considered a successful so franchise. Too. So I don't want to hear anything about some type of Matthew Stafford. Like Matthew Stafford was a awesome deal. Has it worked out right now? Kind of paying for it, but still, we got some other pieces we're going to talk about too. Cooper Cup in our next segment. What's up with Cup? What that's coming up next? Got locked on Rams. All right, so we're getting closer here to the start of the 
holiday season. And this podcast is sponsored by better help, right? And the holidays are are great, right? And you get to see a lot of people that maybe you don't get to see year round, but it's a lot of stress in the holidays too, right? That maybe there's some triggers that are going on. Maybe there's some things that make you feel a certain way that are not that great. So the holiday season, it can be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness, maybe, maybe some anxiety around it before. And if you've ever thought about doing therapy, BetterHelp is a great way to give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it can be a bright spot among all of the stress and all the change that's going on. Something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. And BetterHelp is just a great way to do it. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So if you're thinking, you know, this just isn't quite right for me, I want to switch, no problem with BetterHelp at all. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our third segment, we're to talk about the Ying to Stafford's Yang, the, his co-host on the Nine and Dime podcast, which is definitely a fun watch if you've ever seen that. They end up translating Generation Z terms. I'll, I'll send you that, Mel's good stuff. But yeah, Cooper Cup. Looked great when he first came back off the IR, was top five in most receiving categories for the first couple of weeks. But last three have definitely been a struggle. If you look at his last three games, he's caught eight of 24 targets, 33% for 98 yards, a 4.1 yards per target. He caught that one two-point conversion. Among all NFL receivers with at least nine targets in the last three weeks, his 33% catch rate ranks 124th out of 128. He just does not look like Super Cup right now, Travis. He doesn't. And and I, I I think that it's a real thing. Look, let's let's just pretend that the Green Bay game never happened. Okay. Because that was the Brett Rippon special. And, and it's it's an unfair data point to throw into the rest of the mix because there are no data points with Brett Rippon as your quarterback. So throw it away. The other two games are a problem. And 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 there it, it's he did come back and he looked very good in the first couple of games back. So there, it's not like there's no hope here, but let's be honest about what we're talking about with him. He plays a position where athleticism is very important. And I know that, you know, maybe he's not Justin Jefferson when it comes to this stuff, but Cooper Cup is big, is strong, is fast, is able to do a lot of these different things. And he's dealt with three really significant injuries, right? We're talking about the knee injury that he had, you know, several seasons ago. We're talking about what kept him out of the second half of the season last year. And we're talking about a hamstring injury that kept him out of the first four, all of camp in the first four games of this year. That's a lot for a position that, you know, relies on a certain amount of just raw athleticism. He's been struggling. He's 30 years old now, right? These sort of things start to stack up and, your margins get slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. And somebody that maybe didn't have the world's biggest margins to begin with, maybe those are even more tight than they've ever been before. Of all of the big three that we talk about, that's the one to me that is the most, hey, what's going on over there? Matthew Stafford's right arm is fine. His vision is fine. His decision-making is fine. You just got to give him a little bit of help up front. That's fine. Aaron Donald, we saw him you know, split triple teams and throw guys aside and run down to Jordan Love in the open field. 
He's fine too. Cup? Uh, uh, let's find out, right? That, 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 that's the one to me that says, okay, have, have, has that finally gone past the tipping point to where the best of Cooper Cup, not that he can't have a good game, not that he can't get open, not that he can't catch some touchdowns here and there, but that Cooper Cup that we come to know over years where, oh, he just catches 10 passes for 120 yards and a touchdown every week, which is kind of what he did for a few seasons. Maybe that guy's not around anymore. Yeah, I think that's a great point as far as you compare them to Donald, to Stafford. We know the issues with Stafford. A lot of that has to do with other factors that are out of his control. Donald, yes. the question, is he still elite? The absolute answer is yes. Maybe yes. his best days are behind him because his best days are probably the best days that any player's ever had. Exactly. Right? So his best days are still elite. Cooper Cup's the interesting one because, yeah, he's been getting his opportunities. I mean, you look at the game against the Cowboys. He's targeted 10 times got four passes, just 21 right. yards. Look at the Steelers game. He was targeted seven times, caught just two passes. It was only the, it was the basically one of the only times he had two or fewer passes on that many targets. So he's been getting his opportunity, just not making the most out of him. You're not seeing him get in and out of those breaks as quickly as he was during his prime years. And look, who else is having a little bit of a drop off right now? Devontae Adams. What do they have in common? North of 30. You're seeing in this league, once you start to hit that mark, you start to decline pretty quickly. Now, I do think that Cooper Cup can still be one of the better receivers in this league, but when the NFL Top 100 comes out next year, I don't think you're going to see him very high on that list and be of elite status. And look, yes, he's struggled because you don't have Cooper Cup. Brett Rippon's a great point. You don't have that consistency week in and week out. And look, if you have a better offensive line and he has more time to throw, you're going to be more productive. There's no doubt about that. But I do think that, hey, this Rams team, I think they could be in need of a number one receiver in the draft. I would not rule out taking a Marvin Harrison no. Jr. as someone of that ilk if they could get a high pick. No, look, the Rams need talent, right? The, the Rams need talent. And, and I, you know, sometimes you draft for need, I guess. But I'm a, I'm a big believer in who's the best player that you have that's available. Who's the guy that you are most sure is going to be a high-level impact player in the NFL? Take that guy, right? It's not super complicated. Now, if you have... I don't know, Patrick Mahomes, you don't take a quarterback, but the Rams don't, you know, the Rams don't have anybody that falls into that category, right? Take the best players available. And if it happens to be a wide receiver, I think you do it. Kind of going back to what you were talking about a second ago, D-Mac, it, it's the, the catch numbers are, you know, jarring because he has been so consistently a high performer that this is in very mediocre performances statistically. But even aside from that, his impact on the game, just, hey, where is he? What's going on? Are, is, is, are the quarterbacks looking for him? Does he, does, do you feel him in the game? And for the first time in his career, not really, right? Those first couple of games, you, you definitely did. But for the last couple, and again, I'm excluding the, the Green Bay game, but for the last couple, he had no impact on the game. You never really felt his presence at all, which is something to keep an eye on. Yeah, 100%. I think also these guys are kind of victims of their own success, victim sure. of their own peaks. I mean, you look at Cooper Cup the year he had in 2021, triple crown winner. People sure. hold him to that standard. It's like you drop a classic all-time great album, even if the next one's like kind of good, it yeah. doesn't sound as good. It's like Nas is Illmatic. Everyone thought that he was dropping bad albums. They weren't really bad. It's just Illmatic was such a classic, right? So, I mean, Cooper Cup's the same way. He's had such a great peak. Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, that all these guys are kind of held to that standard. And even though they can be really good NFL players, great NFL players, people are going to remember those times yeah yes i think that's a really good point that you know 
comparing Aaron Donald this year to peak Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's like, hey, what's going on there? Comparing Aaron Donald to human beings, he's amazing. You yeah. know, and I, they, so it's it's you, you do need to kind of figure out what your metrics are when you're comparing these things. But Cooper Cup's performance, I think, does kind of leave that realm a little bit. Just that he has not looked like himself. Not just peak Cup, but it hasn't even looked like typical Cup. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I think it's going to be very interesting to see the direction of this franchise. Hopefully some wins will get the momentum. Hey, maybe if Kershaw and Stafford retire, they can basically <laughs> have like the same podium on the same day. Who knows? Do you know they actually went to the same group together in Texas? I don't know if you knew that's a fun fact. A I heard fact. that they knew each other as young men. I did. I did hear something about that. Good times. But that's <laughs> it for this episode of Lockdown Rams. We'll see you next week. We've got a big special. We're throwing out the state of the Rams and some grades, mid-season awards. Be on the lookout for that early next week here on Lockdown Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at dmac underscore la. And as always, you can follow the people chat, Mr. Travis Rogers at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Lockdown Rams' house?